Welcome to the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. This is the show that shares information and inspiration to help you break free from self-doubt, limiting beliefs and disempowering patterns, and break through to create the thriving, successful business you dream of and deserve. I'm your host, Winnie Anderson. The show features interviews with entrepreneurs who've overcome amazing challenges to create success on their terms and experts who share insight and practical information to help you fulfill your big mission. The show is available in both video and audio formats on a variety of platforms, including iTunes, iHeartRadio, in the Google Play Store, on YouTube, and on my website at winnieanderson.com. If you like what you hear, I hope you'll share the show with others, and I hope you'll become a fan of the show on my site at winnieanderson.com fans. When you do, you'll get episodes delivered right to your inbox along with information, tips, and resources to help you position and pre-sell yourself as the unique solution provider you are and ultimately to profit from your expertise, all while you build a business in alignment with your faith, beliefs, and values. You know, it's likely that when you first went out on your own that you probably looked for some roadmap to figure out the whole how to, to be a solo professional sort of thing, right? Maybe you quickly recognized that you weren't having an easy time getting clients. You might have decided to follow the big gurus and started opting in for free webinars, ebooks, free guides, all the while getting more and more confused. And you may have started paying attention to people who just flat out told you that what you were doing and what you wanted to build were all wrong. If you're a corporate escapee like me, you may have suddenly found yourself struggling to stand out discounting your corporate successes, and feeling very confused and inadequate. Me too. And ditto for today's guest. Emma Churchman spent the first 17 years of self-employment making no more than $500 a month. She tried everything to turn her business around, but it wasn't until she faced some hard truths about herself that she was able to quickly turn things around and go from earning an amount that really put her below the poverty level to earning multiple six figures in just about a year. Emma believes the more spiritually conscious you are, the more successful you'll be. She's a business coach for conscious entrepreneurs who are ready to get help managing their mindset, money, and emotions. She believes that success in business is 10% execution and logistics and 90% managing ourselves, our thoughts, our beliefs, our emotions, the choices we make, our ability or inability to take action. She teaches mindset success and how to take aligned action as part of her coaching practice. So listen in as we discuss what exactly does it mean to be conscious, the problem with following someone else's formula for business, what it means to be authentic and why it's so important in the process of creating abundance, the three things that keep you from making sales, why you have to face past trauma in order to run a successful business, and as always, listen all the way to the end, where I'll share your cocktail exercise and action step for this episode. All right, Emma, thanks so much for joining me. I'm excited to have you here. I'm happy to be here, Winnie. Awesome. So let's just dive right in. One of the big things that corporate escapees or career revisionists, as I like to think of them, have to deal with is, you know, detoxing from their professional lives that we've spent decades working for other people and we've had their messaging bombarding us and their, their work rules, you know, conditioning us. Um, let's talk about how we actually can start to bring our whole selves 
into to the work that we're going to be doing out on our own. You talk about being soul aligned. Can you talk about, you know, what that is in, in your language and how folks can do that and why it's important? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and especially what you just lifted up is that in our culture and in our society, there's not a lot of permission for us to be ourselves. Yeah. Right. From a very early age, our whole educational system, especially here in the U.S., is designed to ignore how we're naturally created to exist and to instead follow other people's rules and ideas about who we should be and how we should show up in the world. So the whole concept that you are a unique individual being and that you have unique gifts to offer in the world is a pretty radical concept, but it's it's always been true, true that as souls, we have um, what I call a mission, right? Our whole purpose is to live into our abundant state, which is how we're naturally designed to show up in the world. And the more we tap into that natural state of being, the more powerful we can show up in our own businesses. And I work primarily with conscious entrepreneurs. So I work with entrepreneurs who are more um, having the framework that they are a soul having human experience, right? That they're here in order to claim their authentic expression what they're most aligned to. So an example of that is I have this beautiful energy of love that I lead with as a soul. So for years, I thought that in order to do business, I was supposed to follow someone else's magic business formula, someone who had gotten to six figures or seven figures in their business. And if I could just do their formula and what they told me to do in in the exact right way, it would work. But it didn't because it did not include that part of me that leads with love. So I had to learn how to market myself with love, how to sell from love, how to develop services grounded in that energy of love. Does that make sense? It, it makes total sense. I'm sitting here mentally amening everything you're saying. And I think it, you know, as we're trying to find our new way we're going to fall back on old ways of finding our way, right? Listening to other people, looking at, you know, reading books, watching webinars, seeing who else is out there. And this is also part of what we're told that we're supposed to do, right? Just follow somebody else's path. So once again, we find ourselves back in a similar pattern. And again, it's back to giving your, your permission to, I think it's, it's about tuning into what's, what's lying within, really. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So can you talk a little bit more about uh, what makes someone conscious? I know that some people, again, you've once you've left corporate life, uh, I think it can be easy to not really know who you are and what you believe. How does conscious differ from spirituality or faith or where does it fit in with all of that? That's such a great question. And you're right. It's a totally elusive concept. What does it mean to be conscious, right? So for me, it means that I understand that I have a greater purpose in this world than going to a day job, paying down my mortgage, and dying well, right? Like, (laughs) there's there's more that's got to happen for me. Yeah. So there's a level of consciousness that I have around what my purpose is in the world. 
And for me, particularly that faith piece, that spiritual piece is a huge component. I believe that there is something greater than myself. Mm -hmm. I believe that when I am tapped into that universal energy, spirit, truth, God, Yahweh, whatever your language is, that I have greater capacity and that I am more able to be in the flow of what's possible for myself and my life. Then if I think that I'm this isolated individual human who has to struggle and push and work in order to generate results. So that's the distinction for me. Okay, great, great. And really well said. So what do you think, I know we could go on for weeks talking about this very subject, but can you give us some idea of what it really takes to then begin this process of connecting to your soul and bringing your whole self kind of concept into the work that you do? How do you get started? Absolutely. You know, what's so funny is that often how we are most aligned to be in the world, we don't take that seriously. Like we think it's so easy for us to do like people who lead with an energy of what I call divine order, who are able to just walk into chaos and see what structures and systems need to be created and create beauty and inner and harmony from that experience of chaos, often think it's not a big deal. But for those of us who aren't designed to do that, it's something that we would pay any amount of money for because we can't see it for ourselves. So it's really about looking at how you're already naturally gifted that you may not be giving yourself enough credit for. Yeah, that's, that is so, so well said. And I had that same epiphany with a former client. I was once, I was looking for, for this, you know, what's the magic thing? What's this, this magic thing that I have? And I asked her, I said, why did you work with me? What, what made you pick me over somebody else? And she said, you know what? I could have paid anybody to do this piece. She said, but you did this. And there was no one. This was just so unique to me that I, I had to, didn't realize the value. And I'm thinking, really, you thought that was important? <laughs> so I think we do. We just, it's, I think Lisa Sasevich says that you can't see the tip of your own nose. And often this is, I think, the same kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk then about, you have such a great website, some, some really outstanding content there and, and some significant posts that really stood out to me individually. And I wanted to highlight uh, at least one of them. One of them was the one about authenticity equals abundance. And here's why. And I, I know we, ha- we share common uh, annoyance, let's say about that term authenticity. Sometimes it seems to be just tossed around, you know, kind of willy-nilly. Can you talk about um, why and how authenticity equals abundance? So you don't need to go into the entire post, of course, but can you can you share a little bit about what helped you come to that conclusion? Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's bring this into sales because sales, first of all, will make or break your business, right? Because you cannot have a business if you're not generating money. You have to be able to ask people to buy from you and they have to say yes. But there are a lot of things that need to happen in order for you to be able to ask someone to buy from you and for them to say yes. Mm -hmm. And what I find with entrepreneurs is there are 
usually three different things that keep people from being able to convert sales in their business. One is a fear of rejection. Another is a fear of visibility. And another is shame or guilt. So if you have a fear of rejection, if you're terrified of your prospects saying no to you, if you have a fear of visibility, if you don't want to be seen clearly, or if you're carrying shame and guilt around who you are and how you show up in the world, your prospect is going to pick up on that, right? So you can have the perfect sales conversation. You can have the product or service that your prospect deeply desires and would be perfect for them. But if your energy is saying, don't see me because of the fear that I'm carrying, guess what's going to happen? They're not going to buy from you. So when I talk about authenticity, what I'm really talking about is no longer rearranging who you are in order to engage with people in your business. It's about clearing up all of those fears and that shame and that guilt so you can fully stand in the truth, in the authentic truth of who you are, so that you can engage with people in your business. Excellent. Yeah, very, very clear. Thanks for for sharing that. That's really powerful. And then that also then, of course, speaks to money, right? Because these fit together. And this is one big, out of boss used to call it a gumbo, one big gumbo of things that can be very messy and you got a lot of ingredients in here. So the money, I think, is is a big, painful story for many people. Can you talk, and I know you do a lot of work around money, right, with clients. Can you talk about um, money story? I'll just give you a quick example. And in a recent interview I did with a, a guy, I was shocked to discover he had the same money story, the same money issues that so many people do have, that he couldn't own his expertise. He was hesitant to charge full value. Um, how do people begin to dismantle that? So they can ask people to, to work with them and charge the, the price that their work is d- deserves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and for the record, it was never my plan to be a money mindset coach or a wealth <laughs> <laughs> because I grew up a uh, lower middle class because in my faith tradition, I'm Quaker, and in our faith tradition, Money is not something held sacred. It's something you're supposed to give away. Mm -hmm. So I had this experience for 17 years. I did not make money in my business, right? I made an average of $500 a month. And eventually I thought 17 years later, I thought this is not working. Something has (laughs) got to change. And I have tried all of the strategy that I know. You know, I've tried all the right marketing programs, you know, I've done, I've learned from other coaches, I've followed their template models, I've changed my products and services, I've changed my title in my business, you know, I've tried working with different types of people, tried everything, none of that worked. And finally, there was this reckoning, where I realized that I was the problem. I was the, (laughs) I was the missing link. And I had not been willing to look at my own inner stuff that was causing me to have such financial lack. So I had to look at some of my stories, like having, if you have money, that means that you are a bad person, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like think about all those people out there who are making a lot of money and doing horrible things with it. Or if I make a lot of money, my faith community will disown me or my family will disown me. Mm-hmm. Or it's not safe to have a lot of money. Right. Or I can't trust myself to have a lot of money. Or who am I to charge for my services, right? I had to really start looking at those. And when I started to unpack what was behind those beliefs, so I started writing down what are all my limiting money beliefs Mm -hmm. and how did they get there? And because for the most part, we get those beliefs before the age of seven, right? They're just brought into our mind, into our subconscious belief as if they were true because we do not have the capacity at that young age to discern what's actually fact versus someone's opinion. So when I started to look at those beliefs and where they came from, I realized that most of my beliefs were not actually mine. I had inherited them from my family, from uh, the collective from the society and the culture that I grew up from my grew up in from my educational upbringing from my faith community mm-hmm. from my genetics like there were all different ways that these beliefs showed up and they weren't even mine right. and as I started to unpack them and realize they weren't mine and started to release them what happened is I went from generating an average of five hundred dollars a month to growing a multi six-figure business in one year with a basic website and no email list. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That That's incredible. Good for you. And yeah, I had a, I did an interview with uh, someone who referred to our brains as sponges and absorbing the beliefs that are around us at that young age. And until we just believe these beliefs as if they were ours when in fact they really were not we've just absorbed them and been conditioned to accept them over time so yeah I applaud you for taking the time to to look at that and to confront that because it can be a painful journey as we recognize that wait I'm creating the very thing I say I don't really want and then undoing that so yeah good for you um you know I've really changed uh, or had to change my mindset exactly around the issues of money and sales Um, other than just, and maybe it's this simple, is it just so simple that you look at the bank account and the expenses and you recognize that they don't, they're not working. What, what is the aha that finally, that at least set you to realize that I have to deal, do with it, you know, deal with this somehow. So that's an interesting question because for conscious entrepreneurs, there's this tendency to be all positive all the time. Right. Right. To affirm, let me just say my money mantras and be very positive around money and not think anything negative. That did not work for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what did work was actually tapping into what's known as more of that negative energy, like the seven deadly sins energy, that pride, envy, lust, greed, all that good stuff. And I realized there was a part of me that really wanted to prove at the time my fiance wrong. Because what he said to me is, what do you mean you want to be a full-time psychic business coach? That's crazy. You're delusional. And in that moment, something shifted in me and I thought 
you, I'm going to prove you wrong. (laughs) Right. So not only did I prove him wrong, but I also dumped him because it is not okay to have anyone in your intimate environment who does not support who you are as a being 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Um, And yeah. And I think that I applaud you for admitting that you can say all the positive stuff you want. It still takes action. Uh, You know, I'm an abundant believer too, but that, you know, the electric company, they don't want positive beliefs. They want actual money transferred into their account from you. So that takes, it takes action combined with that story that we tell ourselves to then change the reality that we're experiencing. So that's really awesome. You know, what, what really connected us was, I thought, a fabulous post. And I think when I, when I responded to you, I said I could have written this, this post myself. You had post, posted a great post on Facebook about trauma and how uh, there can be this triggering with entrepreneurs who have unresolved trauma in their background. Can you talk about what led you to have that, that aha and to then share that post? Yeah, I had a moment uh, several months ago where a, a client of mine in one of my high-level private mentoring programs, she said to me, Emma, the reason I hired you is because I knew that you came from a background with a lot of abuse in it, you know, physical, emotional, sexual abuse. And I also knew that you used to be a trauma chaplain. And when I learned those things about you, I knew that I could trust you to help me grow my business. And I did. She was generating an average of 6000 a month when we started working together. Last month, she generated $40,000 in sales, right? <laughs> so, and I think part of that's because I didn't say to her, you need to shut down whatever part of you is getting triggered or having issues and just ignore it and move forward. Right. I said to her, I see you as the whole beautiful, perfect being that you are. And I know that you come from trauma. And how can you acknowledge that and use that actually as part of your business model mm-hmm. instead of ignoring it or making it wrong? Yeah. Like, how can you set up your business to allow that part of you to be fully present? And that was a game changer for her. Yeah. yeah. So that inspired me to launch this podcast series that I'm doing right now called Cleared for Profit heal your, how to heal your trauma to grow your business. And it's been super cool to interview Winnie and other folks to really look at how does trauma show up for us as entrepreneurs in our business? How can we heal it? How can we grow from it so that it stops sabotaging us? Because the pattern is if your inner child, you know, if your five-year-old who is traumatized, your seven-year-old, your 10-year-old who is traumatized, is uh, running the show in your business, you're not going to get the results that you want. You've got to learn how to engage with those parts of you that don't feel safe, that don't feel worthy, that don't feel valued, and help them to heal so that you can move forward and grow your business. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really powerful. And I've even had people 
Well, first of all, when when I did all this work myself and decided to come out with my story and, and talk about how it had gotten in my way and, and things like that, um, I had people go, don't do it. Oh, my God, don't do it. Don't, you just go get a job. I mean, you'll, you are just going to do such damage to yourself. Nobody wants to hear that. It's too depressing. You know, people are going to be put off by that. And I think back to that first conversation we had about authenticity. That's the the opposite of what happened. In fact, people started to come to me and tell me a similar story to what you just said. That, and and one of my mentors says, when you tell your story, you give people permission to be honest enough and to talk about theirs. And I think that's what so whatever our story is, that's powerful. Uh, and but I had somebody also share that she recognized that even though she had a, an idyllic childhood, these beliefs that she had absorbed about money and about the role women were supposed to play in the family and, and all of this stuff were actually keeping her tied down as well. So back to we've absorbed these beliefs and they're not even ours and we have to really, really consider them and evaluate what, what they are. Yeah, and get clear on what it is that's running the show in your business. Because if it's a belief yeah. or an inner child, it's really yeah. going to get in your way. Yeah, that is a great, great point. Um, I, I love that whole concept. Is is your inner seven-year-old really running your business, or are you the grown-up, and are, are you doing it? Let's let's talk a little bit about what exactly you do. How do you how do you work with with people? Is it focused around their money story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have three pillars that I focus on in my business with my private clients, and then I have group coaching programs that focus on the various pillars. The first is that of soul alignment. Is your business aligned to your soul, to how you're naturally aligned to do business? Is your marketing, your sales, your clients, your products and services, your business systems, your contributors, are they aligned? And you want to make sure that they are. Because when all of those things are aligned, you're going to make more money. There's no, <laughs> there's no other option because as a soul, you're naturally abundant. But what happens is you start doing business like a crazy person because you've never done it before. And you're trying this, this thing from this person and this thing from this coach and it's not working. So it's essentially about rebuilding your business from the inside out literally the inside of who you are, your deepest self-expression. So that's one pillar. Another pillar, of course, is the money mindset. What are your limiting money beliefs? How can, where do they come from? How can we get them cleared so that you are not creating this self-imposed financial ceiling for yourself? Yeah. And then the third is faith. Yeah, I'm a minister. So faith is important to me, but I've also found that with entrepreneurs, what we're doing is we're spending 95% of our time in the unknown, right? Like we'll have an idea for what we want to create and we may know the first step to get there, but we don't know the other 396 steps. So we've got to learn how to navigate all of that unknown so that we can reach our goal or our desired outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes faith. It right. takes faith, I think, takes faith in a, in a higher power, but also there's faith in ourselves as well. And sometimes you discover that I don't have very much faith in myself. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Price Pritchard says absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. <laughs> like we're not, yeah. when we have a desire for something, it has not yet been made manifest, but we've got to hold on to that desire and not get distracted or talk ourselves out of that desire in still, until it can become visible to us. Yeah. That's a very important part of the manifesting process. And it involves us being open to possibilities, but also taking new action, getting uncomfortable, being in that unknown. Yeah, that's that's really great. Really well said. So I have one question for you. You've been in business for a long time. So Mm -hmm. what would you say then is the one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started? That my intuition is the only tool that I need to grow my business. Yeah. That's fabulous. That's outstanding. So, and I could go on for hours with you. This is really fascinating, but of course we won't. You've got, you've got other clients and, and uh, we've, we've got listeners who need to, to move on as well. How can they get in touch with you if they want to learn more, check out these blog posts? What, what's the best way for them to find you? Sure. Two things. Of course, my website, which is emmachurchman.com, but I also have a free gift for you all. It's um, what I want to do is teach you my 21 money mindset strategies and give you some actual exercises to start working through your limiting money beliefs. So what I'm doing is I'm offering you a 90 minute webinar along with some online worksheets to complete, as well as a 20-minute private coaching session with me. It's a phenomenal package. I'm just gifting it to this community. And you can enroll in that. Again, it's a free offer at tinyurl.com forward slash Emma, E-M-M-M-E-M-M-A, Art of Money. So tinyurl.com forward slash Emma, Art of Money. Outstanding. And of course, we'll have the link to that directly. So you don't have to worry about that along with all the other ways that you can reach out to Emma and connect with her. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been great information. And uh, that's a really generous offer. I encourage everybody to take up on it. Thanks, Wendy. You asked wonderful questions. It's been so good to be with you. Thank you. Thanks. All right, I hope you found that interesting and thought-provoking. I think Emma is really a fascinating person, and her work is very important. Now, be sure to visit winnieanderson.com slash alignment to get the show notes, links to the resources mentioned, and to get the worksheet for this week's episode, which includes your reflection exercise and action step. If you like what you heard, please leave a great review for the show and this episode on the platform where you consumed it. And please share the episode and the show with your contacts and community. All right, so your cocktail exercise, also known as a reflection exercise. No alcohol needs to be involved. Don't drink and drive and don't overindulge. All right, so I think the most powerful question you can ask yourself is what's keeping you from achieving what you say you want? I think the next question is, you know, are you willing to face your role in where you are right now? Is there some past trauma that's still impacting you and triggering you? Emma shared how beliefs get shaped before we're seven, and whether you had something happen or you were just exposed to continue negative beliefs or stress as a child, trauma is something that builds up over time and can happen at any age. And it can also get triggered at any age. 
So if you do have fear of rejection, fear of making mistakes, fear of being seen, and, and some sort of shame and guilt, it's often rooted in a belief that you're not good enough or you're unworthy of the success you want. The triggering Emma talked about happens when something occurs that leads to an emotional reaction on your part. That reaction could be that you don't make an offer to someone to work with you. It could be that you overschedule yourself to the point where you're not able to take action that would move you and your business forward. It could be some form of self-sabotage. So the point is, you've got to ask yourself, what's going on? What do you want that you don't have? And what are you doing that's keeping you from having it? Recognizing the patterns we get caught in as a result of our trauma is critical. And even if you don't experience trauma, you've developed patterns of behavior to navigate various areas of your life, and it may very well be that those patterns no longer serve you. All right, so your action step. As usual, this is really more than one, but, you know, I want you to start tuning into what you say to yourself, what you say to others, and what you do that's contributing to you not getting what you want. For example, I had a client who would complain about not having clients, but she wasn't taking any action that could get her clients. Now, I'm fine with you saying there are things that you won't do. That's okay. But you have to live with the consequences of that action or inaction. Listen for the complaints you make. If you're complaining about something, then you know there's something that you want. You know you're unhappy with what you have, and there's a place you want to be. Why aren't you going there? Why aren't you making that happen? Listen for the blame that you place, whether that blame is the economy, the place you live, the people you know, or it's blaming yourself. I want you to listen to the blame that you place. And when you find yourself fearful, not taking action, ask yourself, When in the past you've done something similar, start looking for patterns in your actions. Ask what this current experience or situation is like from your past. And once you've identified that, it's time to to talk to that past you. Support and encourage that past you. I call that person, you know, mini-me, and remind her of all the things that she's accomplished. Talk about the value that she brings to others and how they need her. Don't minimize the wound. Don't say, oh, you should be over it. Don't minimize the wound because it's real, and it's especially real to that younger version of yourself. It's still very fresh. Each of us needs to learn how to soothe and heal our own wounds and to recognize when we need to get help from an expert. I reached a point where therapy was my best answer. Once I got that, and began to learn new skills and let go of old patterns, I was able to move forward personally and professionally. As Emma said, you can't let a seven-year-old run your business, but you also can't let the wounded teen or the wounded 20 or 30-something do it either. Another action step you can take, and this ties into something that Isabel Burkhaw said on the episode titled, Stand Out in a Crowded Market. She talked about developing an alter ego, I have clients who I I have identify a board of directors that they'll call on for advice and strength. So think of people you admire 
dead or alive, celebrities, athletes, entertainers, politicians, whoever, and pick anywhere from three to five people who you admire for some quality or knowledge they have that you don't. It might be they consistently speak out and you don't. It might be they're super smart with money and you're not right now. Then when you feel stuck or caught up in a fear, call on that person for advice, guidance, and strength. You might want to go into a meditative state to have this conversation with them or, you know, just close your eyes, call on them, think about what you would, what that person would tell you. Then ask yourself to hear that advice and gain strength from it. And of course, if you need professional help, you need help from a licensed professional, don't hesitate to get it. The information I provide is in no way intended to take the place of help from a skilled professional. On my site at winnieanderson.com slash alignment, you'll find this episode along with the show notes and resources. One of those resources is a worksheet you can use to capture your thoughts on your reflection exercise and action step and work through the ideas shared with you in this episode and in the reflection exercise and action step. Fans of the show will automatically get these worksheets as I add them to the back catalog as well as for new episodes moving forward. So if you'd like to not have to worry about remembering to opt in, be sure to become a fan at winnieanderson.com slash fans. Now, are you ready to become a courageous entrepreneur? Are you a mission-driven, introverted coach or consultant who's ready to break free from underachieving, under-earning, and playing small? Are you ready to build a business that really works for you? Are you ready to position and pre-sell yourself as a trusted authority to your ideal audience and reach the next level of success? Well, if you're ready to get the support, accountability, and guidance you need, and you want to do it in a community of like-minded professionals, then consider joining the Courageous Entrepreneur Club. The club is made of small groups of no more than 10 people each who are solo professionals and entrepreneurs who receive coaching, accountability, and support from me and from each other as they move forward to come out of hiding, achieve the goals that they otherwise would lose focus on, and generally take their business to the next level of success. Group enrollment happens at specific times during the month, and if you want to learn more, go to winnieanderson.com slash join the club. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Courageous Entrepreneur Show. Remember, you deserve all the success you dream of.